0: said this yesterday but even more so today it's true the whole of Christianity comes down to this chapter right here Mm -hmm. the resurrection of Jesus Christ and is there any evidence you do see some evidence in this text a lot of people just kind of blow right past it and don't actually look at
1: the evidence in this text and we're going to point out some of these things and if it wasn't for this if it wasn't even and for the evidence that this is true we would not be doing between the lines no we wouldn't be doing church
0: no and as Paul yeah. said,
1: we have all people, if we, if we claim to be Christians, we have all people who are the most miserable people because we're living for nothing. Oh, right. This absolutely. is where yeah. it all comes together. This is comes why, together. I,
0: why I live the life I live. Yeah, absolutely. You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Junior. And I'm Scott. And this is the last day that my dad will be with us for a little while because you're headed to Norway. Norway. Yeah. I'm a little bit jealous was their last year. I had a blast. I mean, that was yeah, so, so much fun.
1: It's a church planning conference I'm yeah, going yeah. to, but also because my wife is Norwegian and my father-in-law is full-blooded Norwegian, and he he lost his wife exactly a year ago from when we leave. Yeah. And so we just thought it'd be a a blessing to bring him to Norway to this conference as well. And we're going to do some fun things as well. Besides, I hope
0: you're posting pictures because I'm going to be vicariously living through you on this trip, Yeah, but we're going to, we're going to bring in some guests. I'm hoping to talk my wife into being on the podcast. Uh, We'll try to bring in Luke. He's one of our new campus pastors. We had our campus pastors last time when I was gone. So Mm -hmm. we'll try to bring Luke in and then, Maybe we'll uh, we'll have Brian in as well, which will be a longer podcast with Brian in. But that's okay. I love I love talking with
1: him. Oh, and Brian is enjoyable. awesome. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, one of my I, I view him as uh, he probably doesn't view me as a friend, but I view him as one of my closest friends. Yeah, I love that guy. He's a good guy.
0: All right, let's read about the resurrection in Luke chapter twenty-four. I'll start, Dad, because anytime mm-hmm. you start, we always struggle yeah, to get to thing. me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Luke chapter 24, verse 1, it says, But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking spices that they had prepared. Now, chapter 23 ended with they had to rest. Sabbath. The market's not open. They can't buy spices. Dark atmosphere. Dark atmosphere. And they can't go to the tomb. Once the sun sets, they're not allowed to be at the tomb. There's no finality. Yes. Yeah. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance, so they went in, but they didn't realize... There, I'm sorry, they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He's an here. He's risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee? that The Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and he would rise again on the third day. Then they remembered that he had said this. <laughs> So they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples and everyone else what had happened. Now, here is one of the evidence of the resurrection. It's women. During this time, um, even Josephus, these are extracurricular, or not extracurricular, sorry, extra biblical. My bad, (laughs) extra biblical uh, evidence or uh, extra biblical historical um, records that talk about women, their they couldn't even speak up in court. Their yeah, they weren't trusted. Their word was not trusted. No,
1: And so to have... And we're talking in the ancient world. Yes. And we're, we're not, we're not saying these are I'm our not views. advocating for that. No. We're, we're just saying that's how it was in the ancient world. That's right. That's and so right. if you're going to be making up a story... You're not going to that use That you were women. trying to sell to the public. No,
0: you would not be using women. But here we have God. For the greatest event in history, God uses women to be the first people to see. They're the ones that break the The news. first witnesses. Verse 10 says, it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, the mother of the Mary, the mother of James, and several other women who told the apostles that it what had happened. But the story sounded like nonsense to the men, so they didn't believe it. However, Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb to look. Stooping, he peered in and saw the empty linen wrappings. Then he went home again, wondering what had happened.
1: You want to take it from here, Dad? Sure. I, and this is one of my favorite stories, verse 13. We spoke on this uh, several weeks ago, but it was such a great story. That same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. As they walked along, they were talking about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. But God kept them from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing so intently as you walk along? They stopped short, sadness written across their faces. And one of them, Cleopas, replied, you must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all these things that have happened here the last few days. What things, Jesus asked. The things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they said. He was a prophet who did powerful miracles, and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. Now, Jesus had to be really enjoying this because he just went through a horrible time. He did not Mm. want to go to the cross. We saw that when he was in the garden. And and In fact, the weeks leading up to this, that entire time, even with all of his teaching, he knew where he was going. He knew it was about to happen. He knew yeah. that his friends were going to betray him. He knew all of these things. Yeah. What a miserable last few months that he had, yeah. had. And now he's come back from the dead. And, and he's having fun. It, it, this had to be a yeah. blast. You see his
0: personality come out here. He is, I, well, I'll say it. I think Jesus was a prankster. <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> the nicknames that he would give people, he'd kind of give yes. funny nicknames all the time. Yeah. But I think here he's... Yeah, some there's of the miracles. More to just being a prank, of course. Yeah. But I think he is, like you said, yeah. he's just having some fun here. Sometimes some I want to tell it to Christians in the
1: boat during the storm
0: and then yeah, the storm, taking a nap. And That's sometimes he, I want to tell Christians that can be so stuffy and like uptight. You know, it's just like maybe you should follow Jesus and have some fun because yeah. Jesus was also <laughs> fun,
1: and we see it here. He goes, "What things?" Jesus asked. The things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, are. You know, I guess, uh, he was a prophet who did powerful miracles and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. But our leading, and, and notice here is always he was, he was this, he was this. But our leading priests and our other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and they crucified him. We had hoped, we had hoped, <laughs> he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. This all happened three days ago. Then some women from our group, of his followers, were at his tomb early this morning and they came back with an amazing report. They said his body was missing, and they had seen his angels who told them Jesus is alive. Some of our men ran out to see, and sure enough, his body was gone just as the women had said. Hmm. And then Jesus said to them, you foolish people, you find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scriptures. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have have to suffer all these things before entering his glory I do
0: want to say this i haven't looked in the original language, but often when you read the words of Jesus in the original, not always Jesus could be harsh and very, very direct, but a lot of times when you hear like foolish people, it is difficult in translation when you're in conversation and you're and you're walking with people you know to say something like Oh, you're, you're just being silly here you're not remembering it, it's hard to read that to understand the tones to understand all the translation because it does kind of seem like Jesus being you know Kind of a jerk here. You foolish people. It doesn't seem very nice, but some of that does get lost.
1: Yes, it does. Because uh, the, the word would be a, a slam for us, but it wasn't for him. Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And would not have been a blast to sit through all of that. And by this time, they were nearing Emmaus. And I think in our books it says to take us through verse 34, so we'll just we'll go through verse 34. By this time, they were nearing Emmaus, and at the end of the journey, Jesus acted as if he were going on. And so, again, Jesus is playing with them. And they begged him, stay the night with us since it's getting late. So we went home with him. And they sat down to eat, and he took bread and blessed it, and they broke it and gave it to them.
0: Now, I just want to point out something. They, they begged him to stay with them. A big mark of a follower of Jesus hospitality. Mm-hmm. So you do see that playing out here, mm-hmm. that Jesus, I think, yes, he was... Planning to go on, quote unquote, but I do think you was testing. Are they hospitable? Because that is yeah. a mark of being a follower. Of That's Jesus.
1: a tough one for us today. We're we're living in this Western world that is very individualistic, yeah. and we love our privacy. We boy do we love our privacy, and uh, but that was a world where hospitality was huge. Yep. Then Jesus took them. Oh, no, verse thirty-one. Uh, verse thirty-one. Suddenly their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and at that moment he disappeared. And it could have been because he broke this bread, they saw his hands at that moment. I think that's, in my mind, that's really what God used then to help them understand who this was. And then he disappeared, and they said to each other, didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? Within the hour, they were on their way back to Jerusalem. I mean, I mean, it was late. They were so late that they were asking Jesus to stay over. But yeah. and it was dangerous to travel oh, at night. Yeah. But even running they start, through the middle of the night. Yep, yeah, they headed right back to Jerusalem. they were so excited. And there, they found the eleven disciples and the others who had gathered with them, and said, "The Lord has really risen. He appeared to Peter, and they knew it had happened because he'd also appeared to them." Yeah. Okay, uh, well, let's get over to Ecclesiastes. Again, wonderful story of the resurrection, which is everything to us as followers of Jesus. Uh, but we're going to look at, at uh, verse 10, Junior. Um, yeah,
0: verse 10 says, this is, again, Ecclesiastes chapter 9. It says, whatever you do, do well. For when you go to the grave, there will be no
1: work or planning or knowledge or wisdom. And he's in this this mode right here in Ecclesiastes where he's talking about death as his finality. And we get towards the end, he starts talking about the eternal state. But even in there, there's some real wisdom. I had memorized this actually in a different version, which was whatever your hand finds to do, do it with might. <laughs> I love that. Whatever you do, do it well. This We, we have as, as, a, as a, a value of our staff that we do everything with excellence. Yep. We believe that excellence honors God and it also inspires people. Yep. And I think this is great advice for us that... We don't do shoddy work. No, and Jesus taught the same thing. He said, work for the night is coming. And so Solomon's saying, hey, you're going to get to the end of your days when you're not going to be able to do the things, the tasks that you have right now. And so you give it your all. Pour yourself into whatever God gives you. Don't be dreaming about getting other stuff to do. Instead, do what you've been given the absolute best and honor God and inspire people with your work. So if you
0: have some yard work today honestly mm, you yes. do it with all your might if you yeah. have to clean the house today do it with all at work do it with all this isn't just for the office or work or whatever this is everything you every, do every single thing you do do it well you do it well and that is a mark of a follower of jesus just like just being hospitable like mm-hmm. we saw on the road to emmaus but we don't do shoddy work no we do our work as unto god well, have a great weekend, yeah. and we will miss my dad next week. Yeah, see you in a couple of weeks. Sure he will not miss us. He's going to be having a blast. I'm, I'm looking forward to being away with my before. wife. Yeah. That's right. But uh, we'll have some fun uh, this next week with we'll bringing in some guests. God bless.